cycle happens every single year, and why is it different this time? And then if you need some and so on. calendar for the week. I'll be whiz.
okay, God, what is your plan for my life? Tell me. And then whatever you say to do, that's what I'm going to do. And then... plan to you and you do basic understanding and to God for wisdom and knowledge and understanding of him, you won't see the connection between where you are and where God wants you to do. that you start running going wrong you kind of figure out well this or I understand God is sending you in your life and show me show me the plan for my life Some, some foundational truth about how let's go to Matthew. that happens of course is by by God by praying
track through all of Matthew. Before that, don't forget, this is where, where, where Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist. Remember, he was baptized by John the Baptist. The uh, dove came upon him, and a voice from heaven came down and said, This is my son, in whom I am very well pleased. All right, so he was baptized. Then he, he, his, this is where his ministry was beginning. But before his ministry started, or before his call on his life started, the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness. All right? So the Holy Spirit led him into a place where he was going to be tempted. If you will, this was kind of a, kind of a preparatory training ground, if you will. Holy Spirit, God the Father, through Holy Spirit, told Jesus to go into the desert. Holy Spirit knew that Satan was waiting for him there to throw these temptations at him, okay? And everything that, the, that, that Satan did to Jesus in the desert there was to act out of from God. He said, if you be the Son of God, you, you, you know, turn these, bread, turn these stones into bread. You know, so what into his senses, you know, and then he went through every single one, every single step. And each time, what did Jesus do? Jesus used the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, to see the Holy Spirit. So the same thing here in our lives, we're wondering what is God's call in our life, you see. Right away, we have to understand that Holy Spirit does the leading. So, so it's there, Jesus, uh, Satan, in the last scriptures, and the devil fled. And then, then, then it says, you
answer us. God knew through Holy Spirit that he was going to be calling you. God also stood and waited for you until you finally decided to come to him, you see. So the first part of God's plan for your life is for him to call you and for then for you to surrender. Amen. So that's where, where the plan begins. And so God sits back. I kind of envision him saying, okay, the call went out. Finally, he's come to me. Finally, she's come to me. Okay. And I can see him probably with my life because uh, there was a time that I was running in the opposite direction. You know, and, and he was saying, gee, how many bricks do I have to let drop on his head before he finally yields to my call? All right. But he had a
the city to which I have spoken. For in its peace, you have peace. What is the purpose for my life? Because I because I don't know what my your continue moving on until we actually see what God's plan is for us. So first of all, we've got to trust this judgment, knowing that wherever we are, God certainly knows where you are. Right? It's not that any place that we are in life, it isn't like God doesn't know where we are and what's going on. God knows, God, God knows that very well. So we need to, need to continue trusting on him and waiting on him. Verse number 8 continues and says, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Your prophets and your divine are in the midst of you, deceive you. Neither hearken to your dreams, to be dreamed. They prophesy for name. I have not sent them, saith the Lord. So while we are... This place. We need to be careful because false prophets that would be around us today. You know, and dreams, you know, I am over the such a dream, such such a dream, and, and I don't get into dream interpretation. You know, God, I'm not Daniel, you know, and the Lord what a dream in particular means, you know. I mean, even with myself, if I have a particular dream and I will ask the Lord, I mean, is there some meaning in that? Is that something that I need to do something about? You know, so be careful about going asking people or telling people about your dreams and, you know, what does that mean? Well, Christians actually do that today. So many deceivers that would be right in our midst that you need to be careful who you're talking to. There are so many deceivers that are in our midst that come in the name of Jesus. There are so many deceivers in our midst that hold themselves up as churches. I hate to say that. themselves up as churches. But then when you get there, if you listen to what they're talking about in those services, Holy Spirit should tell you in, in a heartbeat exactly that something is wrong, there, that something is not right, something is not being done in line with the Word of God. Amen? So if we really want to start knowing what God's plan for our life, the first thing we have to, to, to do is to become um, uh, uh, astute enough that care how it's clothed. I don't care what the advertisement says. I don't care how many other people come up and say, quote unquote Christians come up and say, oh, so and so church, gosh, you got to go there, you got to hear the message, so and so is such a healer, so and so is just that, you know, one tip is when they start selling God's gifts. You want to learn how to be a healer, all you got to do is pay a buck ninety-eight. They take Visa, MasterCard, and American Express. All right, they start talking like that. You need to flee from those, from those places because God's work is free. You know, so, 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 so we, 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 need to be, we need to have some discernment and, and, and to be careful. Verse number 10 goes on. Seventy years before 
loss of peace of evil. Loss of peace out of evil. Then call upon. Call upon. I will hearken unto you. I will hearken unto you. You seek me, find me. You shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. Please highlight and bracket all of verse number 13. And you shall, find your, you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. And I will be found by you, saith the Lord. And I will turn away your captivity and I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places. Thus saith the Lord, after seventy years are accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you in causing you to return even unto this day, this place. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you expected. You are, no matter where you are, God, what he's saying to you is that God has a plan for you. God has a plan for you. His, his plans for you are, are, are not evil plans. They are indeed good plans. So we need to rest in knowing that. That regardless of where I am, Israel, Jerusalem, was, uh, they were in captivity here, all right, from Jerusalem to Babylon, even though things are where you are right now might not be where you want them to be, you have to really believe in all of your heart that God's plan for you is, is a good plan, all right, and that he's going to bring you to that place. Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. So the key there is that now if we're looking for God in our lives, then we've really got to seek him. We've got to seek God sincerely with all our heart. We can't just go to the... ...shelf. you really, really... get into, into what that plan is for you, you'll know it. You'll know it because you will indeed be at peace. You will know that this is where God wants me. Now, does that mean that that, that challenges will stop? No, but, but when, when, you, when you get into the plan that God has for you, you will know that you're in that plan and that this is where God wants you because there'll be a peace and you'll know it, alright? So it says, now if you seek him with all of your heart, okay, if you seek me and find me when you, you uh, when you with all your heart, the needs the needs to be needs to be the first step, stepping stone in a believer's journey. God had a plan for you before you even born. As believers, we can follow God's plan for us by believing that He has everything in control. Believing that He has everything in control and He will guide us exactly where He wants us to go. God led you here. God led you here, just as He will lead you on to other places in life. To show.
them again in understanding knowledge. Please underline all that has filled him with the Spirit of God, has filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and understanding and knowledge and in all workmanship. And to design beautifully wrought works, to work in gold and in silver and in bronze, and in the cutting of stones, to set them in the carving of wood, to make any manner of skillful work. And he hath put in his heart that he may teach both he and and Oholiab, the son of Ahasmiak, of the tribe of Dan. Them, them hath he filled with wisdom of heart to work all manner of work of the engraver and of the skillful workman and of the embroiderer in blue and in purple, in scarlet, in fine linen, and of the weaver, even of them work and of those that design beautifully wrought work. So this is here now. These are the people who are building the temple. So what it says there in verse number 13, uh, 31 is that he hath filled them with the uh, spirit of God in wisdom and understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of work. So in addition to having a craft skill, God fills them with wisdom those things that we read earlier in Proverbs 2, in the second chapter of Proverbs. So he filled it with, with God's wisdom and knowledge, but he also, he was gifted in these various forms of craftsmanship, in the cutting of stones, the carving of wood, to make any manner of skillful work. He has put in his heart that he may teach both he and Ahab and the son of Amaragada of the tribe of Dan. Them hath he filled with wisdom of heart, also he filled with wisdom of heart, to work all manner of work, of the engraver, of the skillful workman, and the embroiderer, and so on. So here we administrations and things like that. But God knows that the church needs people that are good administrators. You know, every single one of us has a talent, has a gift, you see. But so many times we overlook and we just kind of put that gift on the shelf, you know. So whatever, whatever God's plan is for your life, he's given you a skill in something and you may not even be aware of it. You know, you know, I, I, I guess obviously this is where I wind up, that I, I, God's gifted me with preaching and, and with teaching. And this is where I am. And how do I know that this is where God wants me? Because I feel comfortable. I know that this is what God wants me to do. You see, now, you know, if, if I'm up there trying to become, again, an astrophysicist, and I'm sitting behind some high-tech computer, and nothing is making any sense to me, and I'm pulling my hair out trying to figure out these algorithms or whatever that's there, um, um, then I'm kind of out of my league. I mean, I know that this is not where I where I should be, you see. But the things that you are excelling in right now, these are God-giving gifts, God-giving gifts, you see. I mean, you, you know, you, you take art, you take music. You know, if I really, really was adept, I had some musical training, I had, like many people, I had piano lessons and so forth, I can read music, but I wasn't called to be a musician, but I know that if I was really good at it, oh boy, I'd be playing for the Lord. You know, I'd be playing for the Lord. I'd love to be playing in a ministry someplace, you know, or play a piano or preach at the same time, maybe, you know. You know, but that, that, that's not my calling, even though I might enjoy doing that, you see. So you need to, one thing in seeking God's plan for you, search your own makeup. You know, what is it that I'm gifted with? What is it that I feel good and comfortable at doing? You know, and then the next step is, Lord, you've blessed me with this gift. How may I use this for you? You see, and you'd be surprised at what Holy Spirit may show you. You may, you may be surprised. You see, you may have some obscure gift, you know, that you've been kind of putting on the back burner simply because you haven't had time to do it. 
or time to use that particular gift because we were so busy chasing in the good old American dream and so on like that and building, raising a family, which is important. But God may have given you a gift that you have enjoy doing. Do you want me to do something with this? You know, you enjoy, you enjoy working with people. You enjoy ministering to people, you know, do you, do you, should you be involved uh, with some people that are less fortunate? You know, there are so many organizations today, you know, that have the, the soup kitchens and, and, and the give out blankets and things like that. I mean, is there something else that you want me to do, you see? God's plan for you, many times, is hidden. It's right there sitting in front of you, but it's been hidden away because you haven't considered it to be an important part of your life, you see, or it's something that you merely have not had time to devote to, you see. So the same these men here, but it says the, uh, uh, the craftsmanship things were, were yielded secondly there. All right? So uh, search that. That's another thing here where you can look at in terms of understanding your plan. All righty. In winding down here, go to 1 John. 1 John. 1 John, verse number, uh, chapter number 5. 1 John 5. Okay, and start with verse number 9. Okay, 1 John 5. The small epistles back near uh, Revelation toward the end of the book there. Number nine. Verse number nine. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God which he has testified of his Son. He that believes on the Son of God has the witness in himself. He that believes not God hath made him a liar, because he believed not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son has life, and he that has not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Please underline all of that. That you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in him. Underline confidence that we have in him. This is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, here, please underline. If we ask anything, if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Okay? So therefore, you have to have that confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to to his will, he hears us. So that means that when you're asking God to reveal to you what his plan is for your life, he hears you, and he'll honor that, you see? The problem is that many, many times, we Christians, we ask God what is the plan for us, but it's kind of a leading thought. You know, it's kind of a leading thought. Either you're sitting at your desk or you're in your office or doing whatever you seriously wondering. It's kind of a fleeting thought. 
much for coming over. Alright? But if you're really, really serious and wanting to see God's plans for you, skill um, sets, an inventory of what you're doing. Worshiping God, we, we 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 get immersed in worshiping God, which is a good thing. But the things that while we're here on this earth, many times we forget to talk to God about it. Amen. Amen. We get so caught up in going to church, which we get caught up in in, in loving God, which we're supposed to do. But there's another. You know, and so we do all of the things that we're supposed to do relative to God on Sundays, and we're just overjoyed. We, we feel the Holy Spirit, and we're in just so. In- Sunday is a beautiful day, but then come Monday morning, you know, or Sunday night, and you're trying to go to bed, and you're dreading going to work because that which I do during the week when I'm out of church is such a drag. It's so boring, you know. And so you say, "Well, Lord, what is your plan for my life?" But you get up and you go to work anyway. And you go on to doing whatever it is that you do all day long, still being dissatisfied, you see. So if you really, really, really want to know what God's plan for your life is, it goes back to the things that we, we, we've talked about so, so far, understanding that I trust God's judgment in terms of where I am and where God wants me to be. But then in getting to the point of wanting to know, you've got to really, really, really want to know. If you're seeking God with all of your heart and you say, Lord, I really want to know. And my motivation for this which is another important thing, is that do I want a life change, a career change, uh, a job change? Do I want that change so that I can make more money or so that I can be called the boss or that so people on the block will respect me because I'll be able to say that now I'm the so-and-so, you know? Or do I want to understand your plan, Lord, because I enjoy... you through again what is your plan you know you know i mean sometimes you will amaze yourself at the wondrous things that you come up with i mean you ever let's be be real you, know, you ever have that moment where you're like wow i thought of that wow i did that you know i mean let's be real okay you kind of amaze yourself you know okay well, well, well guess what you know that's holy spirit in you that gave you some revelation about something that got you to that point so after you start feeling good about yourself, while you're feeling good about yourself for doing that, then that's the time to ask the Lord, well, Jesus, Lord, I never knew that I could do that. How could I do that? Have you, you, you need to take this. Because you ever stop and ask yourself that if God gave you that gift, why? Why? God didn't give you that gift to sit and watch the Super Bowl all day. Amen? You know, or to do something. God gave you the gift that he gave you for a reason. For a reason. Okay? The word of God says elsewhere that the body of Christ is...
But if you open your, your kitchen drawer, most of the time the... something like that, and it's joined together like that. And every time I, I see that scripture, that's what I think of, the body of Christ, we're all fitly joined together. So that means that, 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 that your role and your role, your role, everyone has that role, and if we were doing what it is that God called us to do, the body of Christ would be that much more unified and pulled together, you see. But so many times we take the gifts that we have and we go off and we do it, other things with it. Not that we're trying to be disobedient to God, but we just don't think about it. We don't, we, don't, we don't make the connection, you see. And then if you are feeling, especially right now, what is the plan for my life, and you're feeling, um, um, uh, you, you know, what's the, dissatisfied, or you, you're just kind of anxious, you know, and you feel like there's something else out there, that something should be moving, you kind of got this anxiety about you, you know, that something else must be out there. That's the time for you to really, really seek God and say, Lord, I'm here now, and I'm thankful for being here. Thank you. But, Lord, I'm also feeling this, that, and the other, you know. You've given me this gift. Lord, do you want me to do something with it, you know. That's when you start seeking God. That's when you're diligent. That's where he's saying here, when you get to that point, that's when he'll hear you. Amen. That's where, that's where he'll hear you. Amen. Last scripture here, I promise you. 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians. Chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. There's so much, there's so much that we, we uh, need to do and can do for that matter. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse number 1. But of the times and of the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves, uh, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then suddenly destruction comes upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that the day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore let us not sleep as do others. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober-minded. Please in the line, let us not sleep as do others, let us watch and be sober-minded. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that are drunk, are drunk in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort together and edify even as you do. Esteem that, that very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. So we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly and careful. None render evil for evil, but every man, but ever following that which you do among yourselves.
life, whatever your station is right now in life, first of all, to, to be in prayer, to be thankful for it and thank him for, for all that you do have, you know. <clears throat> and, uh, and then, of course, there's an quench not the spirit. So, in, again, in understanding the plan for our lives, starting with the very, very basics of asking his judgment, knowing that where God is going to send you, there's nothing for you to be concerned about, because wherever God is sending you, whatever plan God has for you in life, it's going to be a good thing. It's going to be a good thing. God does not have evil thoughts of us, as the scripture says. God knows the thoughts that he thinks of us. God has planned where he wants you to be. God says, okay, for us that almost, you know, it's unfathomable, we, it's so hard for us to comprehend what that means, you know, that at some point in time, you know, before God instructed the universe, he had a plan, or from the foundation of the universe, he had a plan for our lives, and we know that was such a great long time ago, and, and you wonder, well, gee whiz, how could that be? Well, he's God, he's God, you know, understanding the fact that every single spirit comes from God, you know, you are a spirit. So that means that when God was creating you as a spirit, that he had a plan for this to happen. Now, being that he has given us all human beings free will, the ages of free will and freedom of choice, that we choose and we choose in our lives, you know, those choices have taken us in various directions but thank God if we are still open to Holy Spirit and we are listening for Holy Spirit God brings us right back into the fold to continue us on that path where He wants us to be you know, and as long as we are resisting Him and are fighting and are open to letting God plan and to drive and govern our lives then we will find out where God wants us to be now because of the fact that Jesus said that you will have tribulations doesn't mean that our lives are just going to be spotless we will have those those times, but when those times happen, though we know the the, um, the 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 saving thing that we have is that knowing that we have God that we can run to, you know. And as long as we're running to God when those things happen, and we keep our eyes focused on Him and just simply saying, "God, I surrender. I'm going willing to go on that path. Let me know, Lord." I enjoy doing this, Lord. How can I use this for you? You know, and ask him, and just simply, really, really ask him if you're serious about wanting to know what his plan is. God will tell you. But I didn't say that. The word of God just did. If you're really, really serious about wanting to know what God's plan for your life is, to to ask him, to really, really seek him. In the context, though, of how can I do this to glorify you? Amen. Amen. Praise God. I hope this. Before we close.